Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today we uh, got Jeremy Wynn back on the podcast. It's been a little while. We had some downtimes with the a lot of the ice storms and power outages and things were just crazy. So, But we're back and we had a great talk about the legacy markets and crypto markets and how they uh, go together and uh, how they don't. And it was a good one. It was a good one. So uh, just give you the brief rundown. You know, this is not financial advice. So any decision that you make off of what we say in this podcast is for your own decision. It has nothing to do with what we said. We're not telling you to buy, sell, whatever. This is for educational purposes only. So don't get angry if you buy something that goes down because that's what happens sometimes. Anyways, hope you enjoy the podcast and give us a like and some thumbs up. Hey everybody, it has uh, been a while, but this is Venue Ventures with Jeremy Wynn and Nate Harper. We've had a lot of things that have happened uh, since the last time we did a podcast. Yeah, it seems like a, a lot of uh, the ups and the downs of the market have happened uh, since the last time we chatted. So, Well, and I'm just talking about the fact that we've had a ginormous ice storm that <laughs> took everything out and we were, you know, I was out of power for five days and, you know, I ended up going over to Bend uh, and staying with some family over there and... Uh, you know, it just—it was crazy. I think people are still out of power in some areas right now. So yeah, you know, it's—it's it's weird how much of life is dependent upon uh, electricity or even you know the internet and whatever. It's—it's it's more uncomfortable nowadays looking at analog TV or going through. Uh, we we got an antenna for our, our TV just to get some type of entertainment <laughs> because our our TV is run through uh, the internet, and so it, it kind of made uh, I guess the whole Elon Musk Starlink thing become more of a necessity i i would say a, a need oh, yeah. yeah i'm on a list i you know i've got my name i put my 99 bucks down so apparently i'm supposed to see it like summertime oh. supposedly so well i was reading something that the beta tests on that would are are rolling out so it's, it seems like a pretty good little deal all around yeah i just read one about maine the the mainlanders or whatever over there i guess it's not it's not so good for them no. they're, they're complaining there's too many um blips where it just drops out so so it's kind of like satellite tv so yeah well, it, it, i mean it's not they don't just have one satellite they got you know hundreds thousands or however yeah. many satellites are up there and they're shooting more all the time that's the the coverage you know as it grows in the next you know 10 years you, there's not going to be anywhere you can't get it like yeah. it'll be constant well satellites are everywhere it's just uh mind-blowing sometimes to think about all the amount of orbital things that we have including aliens uh, <laughs> oh, we can talk aliens this time? Yeah. I'm loving it. All hey, right. Start What's right new? I haven't, I haven't been keeping up on the alien talk. Yeah, no, I don't either. So it's uh, uh, ignorance is bliss in my mind. So, yeah. I I think what I what I primarily look at for, for what's gone on besides the ice storm is just the, the overall continuance of, of what the markets have done. I, I mean, we've certainly experienced some great ups from the start of this year until now. Uh some some pullbacks and and I, I I don't know from the start of the year till now you're looking at well the DAC oh. the DAC you know it was it peaked out at what is that uh fourteen two six something fourteen yeah. two six five uh and you know 
we dropped down about 13%. It, it, the tech sector got nailed. Oh, I it's mean, still getting a little bit hammered right now. But it, yeah, I mean, look at I, I expect that, though. Like, you had a huge upside from Friday, right? You have this, look at this mm-hmm. candle down here. I mean, it just ripped off of the 50. Tons of tons of buy volume. I brought that sucker back up. So you got to have a little, little cool down. Usually you're not going to get that rip back up. We'll see this afternoon, too, though. You know, this is just that kind of sell off from the everybody buying last week and then just kind of move itself back up. I don't I don't see us retesting those lows anytime soon. So well it, it's just the the part that gets me is just the overall over exuberance that it seems that we had from the start of the year. And we were highlighting that I think through January and into parts of February how the growth was just unsustainable. It was something that uh was amazing to me to see. Uh yeah. You know, if you look at the overall NASDAQ numbers from the start of the year until now, I think we're down like a 1% uh, from the start of the year until now. And so... It, what, from the start till now? Yeah, from uh, January oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1 until now, you're looking at, you know, we're down 1% from from that time frame till now in the in the NASDAQ. And so... Yeah, one and a quarter. But we were up how much percent from the start of the year till the, the high point? I think we were looking at... Uh, uh, what fourteen percent then growth from in less than a two month time frame? Probably. So it was like a month and a half growth. We were up fourteen percent or something like nine percent. Nine percent. Okay. Yeah. Still. Still. That's, Still. Yeah. In a month and a half time frame, going up nine percent. Um, it's just it's not realistic. So these these pullbacks, these adjustments, these changes. You look at that run from what November fourth. I want to say. Yeah. November November second was right here. This is a, that that other you know big candle coming off of this that, that buy candle it's just look at that, that yeah. week this is on the weekly so but damn it just went up you know in a week eight percent in a week yeah and at that point in time up to there i mean you're looking at 30 percent from november 2nd so from november until now 30 percent to the top, and then you know we got a little pullback, but yeah, I mean you need you, it. You have to have those type of adjustments, a pullback, a correction. I don't know how. I know the percentage is uh, determines what it's actually called. I think it went over the ten percent, so that's what they would call a correction. It's all part of the healthy market. I I tend to be a little bit more optimistic on on the Nasdaq just based off the fact that the technology, it's heavy tech, and technology is the future of of how we operate. Now, certainly there are some other sectors that I'm currently in that. Um, that are experiencing some growth or some, uh, you know, basically people are pulling their money from the tech and putting it into the, you know, your your financials and your oils and your yeah. and your other types of of indexes there or uh, well, apparently areas. a lot of people are putting it into bonds. Apparently the bond market, you know, that's hot. If you want one and a half percent, so it won't even pace with the current projected inflationary rate. You, then you put it into bond. But for a lot of people that are in the, you know, the fixed income yeah. avenue, that's what they're looking for. For me, I look at stuff, if if we're down 1% right now from the start of the year and we've got what I feel is some decent news coming out about the opening of the overall economy, you've got mm-hmm. uh, stimulus continuations uh, that, are con- that, that we're voting on or that they're voting on in the House or that they're going to be voting on in the House they're looking to implement by the 14th probably. I, I just tend to be a little bit more optimistic in the near term to the end of this year time frame. I think that uh, the NASDAQ will more than likely not be a negative number for the year. So from January 1 to December 31st of 2021, I, I don't 
typically feel like it's going to be a negative number. But, I mean, it, it could be wrong. Wow. I just tend to think that there's too much stuff that's that's brewing behind it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... You're going to pop gonna pull, the balloon. I, no, I'm going to pull up my, you know, my... Your predictor sheet? My, my, I, <laughs> my NASDAQ that I... I've been looking at for what eight months now. This is where the real wizardry happens. This is it. This this is going to happen right here. This is. I mean, it's. This is written in the books, right? So, I mean, this is. I was looking at this this weekend too, and I was trying to find the article that I had read, or I can't remember. Maybe it was a tweet storm or something, and the guys were talking about the amount of money that was put in to the markets during the dot com bubble. Yeah. You know, this is what started me on this whole this whole uh, chart of the Nasdaq here, and I was like, interesting. So, you know, there was they compared it to the amount of money that is being printed and put into the market now between 2020 and now. Well, they talked to 2018 because we've been printing money for a while, but yeah, really, it came to fruition last year with all the money printing. So, so I looked at it and I said, okay, because they they compared it to the GDP and the percentage of GDP. There's way more money printed now than and put into the markets than there was in doc, uh, during the dot com bubble. But uh, in terms of GDP, the percentage was very close, like mm-hmm. within a percent of the amount that was put in there. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I charted it up, just kind of looking at the similarities, and uh, they're strikingly similar. <laughs> strikingly similar. Uh, you know, you look at this circle in here. It's just the consolidation period. You know, you got your trend line that gets broken, and a little bit more of a consolidation, right? Well, we got the consolidation period and then the major money print and just money inflow was mm-hmm. ridiculous in the late 90s, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing that we're seeing here, right? You kind of have this consolidation and then you have this the ridiculous money inflow right after a big dip into the markets. And then it breaks the trend line and we have a little consolidation going forward. So so I, I, I did the little uh, map of... If you know, this, then this type of thing. Yeah, I just kind of copied this. Yeah, you know, it's not going to go. You know, to it's the, the fun T. maps. The fun it's maps. It's the fun maps exactly, and you can kind of see like, oh, what's it really look like? Well, uh, if you map it out and you put it right next to Jeez. it, in the same sense, and you get the same type of growth. If the money keeps printing yeah. and they keep putting it into the in the markets, well, I, they don't put it in the markets, but people do. Yeah. Then this would be what we see. It would be a uh, decent growth for the NASDAQ for the year, I think, uh, from current price to the end, you know, to this peak, which, interesting enough, lines up with FIB levels. Like, in FIB levels are, you know, amazing when you're looking at trying to uh, find the next consolidation areas and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, when we look at that, I mean, it's only 83% for the NASDAQ for the rest of the year. <laughs> That's all. Uh, from the current levels. From the current levels. Yeah. Now, uh, this is obviously, this is all... In exact science. It, it's, it's an exact science. Don't even exact. question it. Sorry, you're right. I consulted my tea leaves. Yes. And they told me <laughs> this shall happen. So, but, I mean, even if you're talking about a, a halving of, of that type of performance, if you had a 40% growth, again, oh. I, I don't know how many years in a row that would be for... Something similar to the VGT, a 40% type of growth. I think we've had two consecutive years of over 40% growth on VGT, which typically tracks the the NASDAQ on the on the index side of things for a Vanguard fund. Yeah. Uh, that type of growth in a year, uh, it's, it's unprecedented, unheard of. And, and it is something that I feel I'm optimistic about it. I think it's possible, but I... 
I don't know. I it's one of those things. Each person has to make their own assumptions on on what their investments are going to be. Uh, I think it transfers out through all the other uh, markets that are out there. I think there's a lot of pent up um, demand for. Oh yeah, like you said. I mean, even Oregon is opening up. Yeah. Even Oregon, you know, <laughs> schools are starting back up. Yep. Sort of. We've got you know restaurants that are opening up. Yeah. Uh, everything except for like your contact gyms. Yeah. Uh, are getting a little bit hosed still, but. I mean, that's a huge, huge markets. I mean, these, yeah. these people are coming back. Money's going to be spent. It's going to be put back out there. You know, we have, uh, I think we've had 50 some odd days in a row of decreased uh, hospitalizations from COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, and we're below the peak of new cases, new cases yep. uh, that we hit twice it was kind of like a double top you know yeah. we kind of hit these, <laughs> these i try i chart everything yeah it's kind of like a double top uh where we hit the um uh, the peak cases it was in march obviously or yep. april and then it, w- it came through in the summertime we kind of had that second wave and then we had the big one that came through but we're yep. well below it now and we've got you know johnson and johnson with the third you know vaccine that's approved that was rolled out i think last week yep. uh it's just going to keep getting better in that sense of things so far yeah, well, and when you see numbers like it's uh, consumer savings is at its highest point that it's ever been in the near future. Time to spend it. Yeah, there's people that are going to want to spend. The we don't, we don't save in America. No. We spend in America. That's how the economy works. You know, you can't make more money until you spend more money. That's the way that it works. So you got to. This is true. <laughs> and you can't get credit unless you actually have credit to go with it and yeah. spend money to get credit and <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Yeah. It's it's interesting how how the the overall economy works and and I you know, I I'm bullish more on the trad side. I probably have I I don't know what my current levels are. At one point in time it was probably 12% was in crypto and the remaining 88% is in the trad markets and I think that might be flop for you. I don't know for certain and then there's various people along the way, I think, that are in the in the realm of things. I don't honestly think that there's a wrong move right now for for people that are looking to just sit and and uh, be in the markets in either yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, but I I would tend to say that based on my tea leaf reading skills, that this last week, last Friday, I was uh, looking at the stuff and everything looked to be on sale. And it was almost as soon as the vote happened. Um, yeah, in the Senate, or they were talking about doing the vote in the Senate. Everything just kind of turned around. Yeah, yeah. And it was an unprecedented day in my mind, and it carried through the weekend. And I think today we're going to see kind of some hiccups a little bit on some things, but other things are going to pump. You're looking, I, I could see right now, some of the financials there with DPST. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the oils, I think, are pulled back a little bit. I don't see that up on, on the screen there, but I think that they're down a little bit. But the the uh, just UCO is down a little bit. Uh, Oxy, I think it had on here. Well, we'll just look at US oil. Well, crude is down like a one point two seven, but the price is at sixty five bucks a barrel. Right. You so know that was down around. You remember look last at it here. year? Yeah, right here. So it in went January. <laughs> well, yeah. Look at that. I mean, I have to like you know shoot the chart up, so you have to get rid of that wick. That I remember that time. It was like. Yeah. How's this happening? And people are like having to like pay for storage of their barrels. Of, well, I don't know. It's some weird. I don't do futures. Not I, my thing. No, but when you talk about OPEC's recent meeting and the Saudis are looking at continuing their restriction of a million barrels of oil a day, it's going to decrease the overall supply. It's going to drive that pricing up. So you're talking about a lot of the cyclicals, a lot of the stuff that really took the hammering is going to continue that growth. I think the tech's going to have that rebound. But 
Well, oil's I mean, oil's at the at the high that it was back in December of 2019, you know, and it hit it in April 2019. So we're at that same spot. Yep. You uh, know, and we got a Democratic president now, so that means that oil pricing is going to go through the roof. He's <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. If you look at that trend, you can. What are you see talking it. about? <laughs> no, wait. I thought it was green energy. No. Isn't oil's green now? No. Oil's no, coal's green. <laughs> Coal is green. I don't I, know how that works. I, I would tend to say that, and this is a completely non-scientific way of looking at things, but you look at uh, Republican presidents, the Democratic presidents, you can see that the gas prices typically, or the oil prices typically oh, go up uh, during that time frame. And now, I, I, I don't know how much you can really blame or attribute to the covid because nobody was using any oil and so supply was up uh, demand was down yeah. those types of things so it's tough to really say uh how much of that was accurate on the overall pricing of things but uh, you know for riding along in that time frame uh it, i think we're still we still got some room to run i think on the pricing i think most of your oil companies now with the barrels above 65 bucks they got to be above 50 i think in order to be profitable for most of the west texas uh type of stuff and so i don't we're I, there we're in that range we're in that range i think that it's going to be good for for a lot of the businesses all around uh but like i said across the board if i were to look at the laggards that that would be from the last year you you were looking at I think in January you could still get some of the oils um, uh, for pretty inexpensive. Uh, and now I, I don't know that there's the sales in the oils. Oxy, I mean, obviously that one dipped down to like 10 bucks, I want to say, recently. Uh, um, I mean, it was at 10 bucks, not, I mean, back in November. Yeah. November, we were down in there. I mean, well, I say recently. So November was what? Not in the markets anymore. Okay. That's that's long term. Okay. That's okay. Long, I, I don't know if you got the note. So <laughs> uh, anything that's over a month is now long term holds. Well, that's that's to be expected. I mean, that's in any of them, right? If you are long term in uh, the, <laughs> in the trad markets, if you're long term in crypto, you're holding it for more than a month. It's yeah. just the the tax implications just haven't quite caught up to that mindset yet. If we could only get long term capital gains to match up with that month time frame, then people would really make some money. I think we should just get rid of uh, short-term capital gains and all trading. That would make me happy. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Oil, oil looks good. I, everything's just kind of there. I th we had that dip last week, and you know, I didn't have any. I didn't have any cash on the sidelines. I, yeah. I was already invested in everything, and I, I, I could have margined some stuff out, but I wasn't looking to. I had been, you know, basically just doing a crap ton of trading and stuff in the crypto markets the last you know month or two. Yeah. Uh, beginning of the year, and that took a lot of. Uh, mental effort out actually the ice storm was nice for me it kind of gave me a break to yeah. kind of uh um, take a step back and realize like hey slow down you did good now yeah. enjoy it just take a little break so i don't know i'm, I'm looking at a few things uh i moved a, a couple stuff around um i'm not looking to get anything yet uh in in uh, the legacy markets yeah. i might get into a couple ipos coming out oh one's a crypto one obviously coinbase yeah I just well, ride the huge, hype yeah. i'll probably just ride the hype see where it's gonna go it's it's a big one uh i'll probably base my amount i put into it depending on where uh bitcoin and the overall crypto market cap is, or crypto uh market is compared to when they i don't even know when when the they're IPO gonna is come out yeah. I, I don't think it's been set yet but that'll be an interesting one the other one that's coming out this week is roblox i don't know if your kids play roblox at all right not familiar with it so roblox is a game and they're a gaming company. They actually have the ability to make games internally through. They have a lot of uh, 
you know, developers that'll make different games yeah. through their game. It's a, my kids play, my kid plays it like a bunch of his friends play it. Uh, I've, it's been around for a while. It's, I have no, I don't play it at all, yeah. but they're doing a direct listing on the da- on the NASDAQ. Oh, nice. Uh, I think with the uh, pump that we were coming off of these lows going into it, and I think it has a lot of hype around it, uh, I might play it a little bit and see yeah. where it kind of goes. I think it's going to open up at 45 supposedly right now, so that means it'll open at 450 Yeah, exactly. For us, but. Well, th- yeah, for the common people that, that don't get the pre-market price, you know, you, a lot of that hype gets already put into it, and you can yeah. almost buy in a week later for a discount, you yeah. know, your 30 40% type of discount. Yeah, I think we got Roblox here. Uh, so low price forty four. Yeah, so they're looking at forty five right now. Yeah, for for the opening of it. Oh, underwriters are your typical banks there, so they're going to make the money. So. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Somebody's going to make the money somewhere. You know, it's the that's how these these things work out. I'm not a huge IPO fan though. Like, no. Usually you watch them. They come out. They might get a quick little jump, and then they just they puke everywhere. Yeah. And then once you see that consolidation afterwards. Then, then get in them. I mean, we did a few. We got into a couple of them, like uh, Smile Direct Club, uh, yeah, Chewy. Chewy, I got into. Uh, I bought and held, and it went down like 40% from the time of yeah, I got now in. Now you're up like 300x yeah, It's over crazy. like 200% in a two-year time frame. But it's one of those things. It's time frame is... It, <laughs> length of holding is always the benefit of the, the investor. And so, you know, you yeah. look at that. I look bought at in at 37, I want to say. Well, you bought in at the IPO. Yeah. It was right here. So, but then, you know, the weeks, this is on the weekly. So this is the weeks following, you know, you have this trend down. Yeah. You know, you have a bounce up and then some, you know, consolidation going across in this general direction. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you see it, this, that rip down in March with everything. Yeah. But then everything with Chewy being an online company, that would have been, you know, I did not get into the online companies like I should have overall. Uh, but Chewy obviously was a great one. I mean, yep. what do you got here from, I mean, if you're 37, you're sitting, oh, you're, you're a little over double at the peak. You're 200%. So yeah, it was up there 200. And honestly, this little pullback now, even more honestly, of a pullback, it doesn't really do that much to me as far as move, move the needle of wanting to make a sale on I'll it. I'll tell you what it does. It gets me a little excited. I might look at get, entering into Chewy here. If I'm looking at, uh, where it's currently at. I don't know if I, yeah, I like that. Look at that right off of that support, right off of this, this wick up. I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like Chewy. Good little, uh, correction spot for it. Um, it's not going anywhere. It's going to no, do great. It is. I think a lot of the structural stuff of it, as far as ownership has, has worked itself out. You know, those early people that adopted, I think the Petco or PetSmart, uh, ownership stake has been reduced enough on it, but, I, I currently use it. I like it. Uh, it makes buying food affordable for the, the animals and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. And Smile Direct Club was a result of I was in a line for the longest time, and I saw that Smile Direct was uh, going to be a direct competitor of it. And yeah. I think we got in, uh, what, five bucks or something like yeah, that? Yeah, we're in pretty pretty low on that one. So and we- so it's doing kind of its little ride around. It, it, that's another one, too. It's, you know, with those – those types of things, they, they, they're expanding their operations. They're being, I see their advertisements on TV. You got yeah, the, the Walmart partnerships. I don't even watch TV and I yeah. saw one. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, yeah. so I, I think it's the, it still has some potential to, to make some moves too. I, I don't know. It, it might not do much more besides where it's at right now, but no, nah, I think you got, you got consolidation across this way. I mean, to say something's going to stay sideways in what we think the market's <laughs> going to do this year 
if it stays sideways, the, it's it must be a dead company. Like yeah. literally, it must be a dead company because. Well, and it's not even back up to its IPO price. Uh, you know, of right twenty what twenty one or whatever. So I, you know, it probably. I would think to be fair to the company, it probably would get to at least the IPO price in a in a year time frame. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, I mean, it's in a it's in the cloud on the weekly, which is supposedly a no trade zone. But I like I, I like this dip across the board. This would be a really good one to look at. Uh, I might I might look at it on my personal side maybe, but that well, would that <laughs> would that would take away all my crypto holdings. So I don't know if I want to do that. We'll see. I like this though too. Uh, you can see this thirteen fourteen range. It's you know it's been a a wick in. You're gonna look at possibly a rising wedge coming into this and then take off. So our entry will look nice probably by the end of the year on this one and yeah. we'll be happy with it. So with all of them, it's just always an evaluation on, I, I just can't see pulling out a legacy or, uh, you know, the traditional markets based off of the fact of, you know, uh, the last week or two week time frame of an, of a correction or a pullback. I think most everything has some healthy run potential right now. I can't really, can you think of something that's that's looking like it's going to continue a downward trend beyond where we're currently at? Uh, beyond, let's say let's say twenty percent more downfall from where we're currently at in a the dollar, uh, the dollar. Okay, uh, the, it's uh, and only because it's. I mean, I think what we have. Uh, I had this up earlier, but ultimately, what the dollar is doing. Obviously, when you print a bunch of money, the dollar loses value. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. it's going to happen, right? So. But what we're seeing here is, in my opinion, people trade it, whatever. I think the dollar is a, I don't think people, the indices, their legacy market and crypto markets and all this stuff trade off of the DXY, the dollar itself, meaning that it's a direct relation. I think you're seeing the dollar increase because we had the dips in the markets. Uh, it People believe different things, but people will trade it, people will look at it, and I think we're going to see this dead cat bounce or whatever you want to call it, you know, we could potentially go a little bit higher up here into the 92, maybe the 93 range, and then it's going to turn back over uh, and then roll down. But what what I'm saying is that, that the reason it's going to do that is because your legacy markets and your crypto markets and everything else is going to go and uh, they're the ones that are going to make it do that. And it's so going to make the dollar go down because everything, all the money's flowing into those, into that stuff there. So it, it do we get that inflation that we're looking for? That we already uh, have it. We already have. Uh, it. But I know we currently have inflation, but at the level that they're looking for, like no, because the they're going to tell you what they want to hear. Their yeah. whole the whole way that they look at their whole inflation metrics is ridiculous. So if it's you look like at unemployment, hundred percent, yeah. it's kind of like an unemployment. The numbers they give you are there to make you like feel a little bit more comfortable. Like, oh, look, we're only at two percent, two and a half percent, or whatever the heck it was, right? No. Go buy. We've talked. Go about to the store. grocery. Go store. to the grocery store. You yeah. know it is. Go buy anything. You know where the inflation's at. Look at the housing market. Look at everything there. It's there. You're. You know. I think the realized. I've read a couple different things. Are like seven percent is inflation. No. Um. When you look at actual stuff that people buy. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think uh, it's part of the market, but that's why we talked about before. Get your yeah. money into something that's going to grow and it's not going to lose value because I think what we see is, you know, the way the markets are going to grow, the way the markets are going to push, you're going to see, you know, the 80s again uh, with the with the dollar, which we hadn't seen since, you know, 2014, you know, and earlier. So that's what I think was going to happen. We have, a, like I said, a little bit more push up. Uh, and then it's just going to keep ripping, ripping back down. So if you expanded that view out for years wise to maybe more, there you go. So this is on the monthly. 
So the mean is typically would be then around that 94, yeah. 97 type yep. of. I would say kind of right where we're at is in the mean, but we're yeah. also below. And, and again, if you're trading this, if it was a, and people trade, obviously, um, currencies all the time. But if you're, you know, trading this, it's, it's below this, you know, it's below the resistance line. You know, it hasn't turned it into support. So again, that's that 92, 93 mark. We might see it kind of come back up into there and then I think turn over. And then once you see this uh, little, this last little spot down there, get that stupid thing off there, in here, right? Once we break that low, because right now we have a higher low, which everybody's going to look at. It's like, oh, that's great. Higher low. We want that. I don't think it stays. I think it gets broken down. Mm -hmm. And that's when we just head lower. And I, if you look at where the majority, again, if you look at median lines, down at this lower part, you're probably going to be looking in this range here, which is 80. Yeah. But does it hit there? It might wick into it, get low down in there, but then that's going to be the point where, you know, I'll probably look at hedging myself in some other directions once we get there. So, so if you're looking at that, so, you know, our conversation on the trad markets or, um, the legacy markets or whatever, you could basically draw the similarities from what we're looking at right now with, with the trad markets and just, pivot that into the crypto markets and it would be a similar conversation almost 100 percent, and that's i mean that's what i'm looking at too the nice thing for me because i'm heavy crypto mm -hmm. is bitcoin again kind of led this little you yeah. know turnover like they they you know turned over and did their dip and bitcoin's been consolidating uh, the market cap's been consolidating and starting to move up afterwards and you know last week you had the huge dip in the tech sector and everything else and Bitcoin had already done its move. So it's already kind of been there and in that consolidation time, time frame. So I like that in the sense that there wasn't a huge draw, you know, um, um, correlation between uh, the legacy markets and the crypto markets because before you could literally map it out. One dives, the other one dives. Yeah, it was almost within a couple days. Like at the BTC. Oh, less than would, that. It, was, yeah, it, was, it like, was like within hours. Yeah. And this one uh, it, it was completely. Un, like there's hardly you'll show correlation to it but yeah. realistically uh, the ratios of it and the prices of it it wasn't there which is nice so i mean i obviously have some you know lines up here for me that i'm looking at for my next next moves up and i've posted a couple videos on for bitcoin itself uh everybody does the moment you get to a lower uh, a lower low or sorry as you're coming down through here you get a low and then you get a lower low and then it breaks up above it. And then everybody is waiting. They're like, oh, we're going to get this next. Head and shoulders type yeah, thing. Yeah, it's the inverse head and shoulders. And inverse it, head and shoulders. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's there. And it's not, you can't, it's not, it's not even inverse head and shoulders now. For one, it didn't even get down to the level. It's close enough. The volume action was decent for it. But until it actually breaks the neckline, which is ultimately this top of this green box here, you can't even call it an inverse head and shoulders, right? Right now, we're just waiting for that confirmation of getting above well now which is the weekly close from uh yesterday close above that and, and move forward and then it's uh it's off, off to, to the, the races, races man yeah it's there gonna, you go it'll be a fun <laughs> one so well you look at uh, btc's up what 70 percent uh for the from the start of the year so january 1 to now roughly 70 70 percent and if you were to draw it out from the start of the year till the end of the year projecting um you know, for people that are heavier in crypto, oh, 75%. Okay. Yeah, for Bit for Bitcoin specifically, 75%. So if you were to draw that out and get it up to what your green lines there, 
you're looking at 275%, which is kind of an underperforming year for BTC if you were to look at the averages overall, correct? Well, that's just the next stopping point. We're not, we're not turning over from that. That's not the next bear market. Although there's going to be a lot of people that will. Yeah. 100K, that's huge. I mean, you that say, is huge. Well, you saw the 50K. There was a lot of big name guys that were like, I'm taking, taking some off the table, which they should. You know, they were in it for a long time. Some people got upset about it. And it's like, look, I would too. They, you know, they were in from a long time ago. Take some profit off the table, and you can see that 50K mark was just, you know, it ripped up above it, back down below it. Just a lot of, lot of volume in general. People taking profits, but there's more companies coming in. Yeah. Um, there was whatever beauty product company just over the weekend that uh, they bought Bitcoin, 10 million in Bitcoin, and I think 20 million in Ether. They were the oh. first company that actually bought Ethereum, hmm. uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, you just have uh, PayPal just bought a um, blockchain security company, uh, Curve, which I think they're an Israeli company, and um, the, it's basically just going to help the security of them and get their product, you know, their cryptocurrency product out to their people more. Yeah, they're supposed to be having the ability to uh, send and receive yeah. um, your crypto uh, this year, which is big for them because then it's a matter of time that they're going to be. It's a payment processor, right? Yeah. So then you're gonna people are gonna use it to to buy stuff with. So does it make sense in a really volatile market? That's a whole other conversation for another time. <laughs> but uh, there's just a lot of bullish news, man. A lot of bullish news. Well, if you draw draw in the similarities, you know, from the trad side or the legacy side, you're I'm I'm looking at you know you got the stimulus, you got the pent up demand, you got the mm-hmm. pent up everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody everything's getting opened. In a similar sense, what you're looking at on the crypto side is you have uh, just more and more institutional buy-in uh or what appears to be institutional buy-in that continues uh right and it's it's been it started at it seemed like it really started rolling once it flipped over the 20k mark that there was more of that institutional buy-in but maybe it was a little bit before i you know no, you, i mean yeah you're right you're no you're 100 right there is the that's the all-time high so what is institutions want to do they don't want to be the first one they don't want to no. be the first players they want to be a close second right yeah you had a few of them, MicroStrategy, Square, you know, and a couple others that were out there beforehand before it broke all-time highs. And then once it did, then you started seeing a whole slew of them coming in. And they were just saying that they were. They were obviously buying beforehand. Now, how many people are buying now? It seems like everybody's buying it. Every day there's a new story coming out of uh, this person or this company is buying or this uh, this is the, the new strategy. I think I saw... Uh, something last week about an ETF that was uh, that's a BTC ETF. Uh, Canada released yeah, Canada, theirs. Canada, yep. yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago they released theirs. Yep. Um, their Vanek uh, put in. Uh, I think there's a US one. They're going to try and do. I mean, ultimately GBTC. Yeah. Should be it's an ETF there. Yeah, th- and those are ones that I know that I'm personally invested in is GBTC. Uh, and, and a couple of the other mixed funds of the Bitwise and your. I got the ETHs and the what is the other one the gdlc gdlc yeah uh and and so those are kind of the the legacy way to get exposed without having to get the overall um wallets and and going on the i, I don't know your your coinbase or your what yeah. are the other exchanges that you uh, coinbase kraken, kraken. You have, there's a bunch of them um gemini uh cash app you can you can buy obviously yeah. there's a bunch of different ones paypal but if you're looking at it, you know drawing your your lines out there, you were getting that all situated while we were talking, and your channel that you have developed there. Yeah, uh, so just a pitchfork running yeah. off of you know this this was before you um, 
it was the consolidation after March, really, and then mm-hmm. you hit that low. And a lot of these fib levels line up with this this high to low, and then vice versa. But if you run it off of that, I mean, it's just ridiculous as it keeps going. Now, will it run all the way up to? Let's see, at the uh, 2022 there, that December 2022, or 2021, sorry, January 20. One million? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's people out there that are predicting a million at some point in time. Is it going to happen by the end of this year? No. no. I, I don't typically think so because there's too much. Um, it's, it's a different type of marketplace in my mind based off the fact that you have people that, when you have institutional investors that are going to hold, but you have a lot of non-institutional uh, holders of it currently, and they're going to look to cash out all along the way, right? And institutionals are not necessarily going to look to cash out all along the way. A hundred percent. And I think that's what we're seeing in a lot of these dips is you get these, you know, people that are cashing out because they've made some profit and who's buying it up institutions. Yep. I mean, GBTC, you know, on a weekly basis, they're buying more Bitcoin than's mined, you know, right. There's only 4 million Bitcoin left to be mined out there so everything all the bitcoin that are out there that are available less the six million that are you know missing or whatever dead they're going somewhere so Mm -hmm. somebody's buying them and they're putting them somewhere and these institutions like you said are probably not going to be selling anytime soon like they're you know they're gonna they're holders so what do we see i like this pitchfork better as a representation where you get your low from 2019 to that peak of 14,000 this obviously is the March anomaly weird stuff, but it still plays out. It's kind of caught itself back up to where actually if you were to map it out where I thought it was going to go before, we kind of were in the same spot now anyway. So yeah, let me take this one off here. Um, but if we were to look at different levels to peak itself out at you know the orange level mm-hmm. uh, or the yellow level, which is the 14K, but most likely on a bull run, you might rip through it and go up. That would be a, a more realistic uh, potential, I think, in my eyes, uh, of where we might hit. So, like the top line of where you might. Yeah. Hit. So I have, you know, these two green boxes, and those the, I have the boxes because that's multiple fib levels that line up here, and these other red lines are other fib levels that will probably be some stopping points. So, my current trade I'm in is a I have a BTC long, and I'll probably take my profits in the 70k range, yep. 70 to 76, and then look at another, you know. 20 percent discount potentially for another entry and then move on up to the 100k mark so and then we'll see from there see what happens so my overall uh goal for btc not goal i should say but like the if all stars aligned and all tea leaves were perfect it would be 300k this year so wow that's that's pretty uh that's a pretty bullish scenario six x are off of where we're at right now if the nasdaq hits 80 percent that's that's, a, that's an easy move for bitcoin it is something <laughs> i i find it hard to believe that Nad, nasdaq would hit 80 percent um Me too. by the end of the year and so you know if it hits half that hey that's yeah. fine if it hits half of your 300 and you're looking at 150 uh, i think there's a lot of happy people out there in the world lots of happy people lots of happy people but i i look at this okay so if we're overall bullish even after some of these pullbacks that we've seen or corrections that we've seen on on both the legacy and the the bitcoin world mm-hmm. um or the crypto world sorry uh what what do we have to guard against what is it just overall um overall exuberance over exuberance that we might have or belief that we might have in in a free open trade market or 
um, in the crypto world as a whole? Is that is that what we have to overall protect against, or what are we what that, are we looking at? So I had this talk with Blackburn, uh, uh, Eight Legs Black, on the Discord, and it, it was the same thing. Like, you know what what's the next thing going to be? And I have this thesis that I'm building in my head, and this is crazy, but. When you have the stock market crash in the 20s, right, yeah. uh, it was, you know, people freaked out, right? And you yeah. have this long drawn out, it was 20 years until people, uh, until the it hit its high of beforehand, so where it got back to where it was at before it crashed, right? 20 years, that's a long time, right? That's yeah. generations being built inside this this concept of... I want to be safe. I want to be secure. You're reading a book now where, you know, invest into bonds, you know, 70% of it's bonds. Yeah. Intelligent you know? Investor by yeah. Graham. And it is something that is hard. It's a, to not, read. not a nighttime book because you'll fall asleep within right seconds. Right to sleep. Because so. that was up until the 80s, that was the main way to generate and maintain money was through bonds. But that's what I think was generated off of that 1920s crash, right? So you yeah. see this huge, like, generation after generation, and they teach them that, like, hey, I remember my grandparents had walls of canned food, you know, and they have, you know, there's a uh, preppers mentality built into these people to make sure that they're safe. And, you know, your funds, your actual money is the same thing. Well, everybody's expecting the same thing to happen of a big crash that's going to reset the market again and go that route. And I have this, uh, this thesis, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's, Something's going to happen, yeah. right? But it's going to be completely different than what people see because it's it seems to always be that way. People aren't recognizing what's happening. Yeah. And me being in the crypto space, a lot of what you're seeing is the DeFi coming into play. DeFi is huge, like decentralized finance, right? So you have loan, lending and borrowing and margins and you, it, all your banking can be done online. And it's it's I've been dabbling in a lot of it and it's actually really amazing yeah but it's so freaking new <laughs> it's it's like the you know first website where you click on it and it would take 10 i mean it moves fast but like the the um user the the ui interface the user interface is real kind of like clunky it needs to be worked out a little bit better there needs to be more people using it but as it develops over time you know you're taking away the banks you're taking yeah. away this like giant money generator that's out there that's going to it that ultimately is distributing a lot of your your fees that you have you yep. know you have to have employees you have to have you know uh, a physical building so you can walk in and talk to bob your banker right yeah <laughs> i see this as a people in your people are getting ridiculous returns for staking and um putting their money in uh, the, there's farming don't let me explain it because it's crazy but you farm it you stake it you're doing all this crazy stuff and it's and you're getting unbelievable returns and some of them are unsustainable and they change on yeah. a drop of a hat like you know 600%, 300%, you know APY. That's uh, unheard of. It's not going to doesn't last and I've been, you know, you kind of move in and out yeah. of it, you know, what's the new one, you move it over there. But the thesis is that's what's going to be the thing that people miss out on. Your 20% gain, which is, yay, that's awesome. I did it, really good. It is good. phenomenal in like a trad side, but, you know, 20% on but a year. But that's going to be the new normal. Yeah. You know, what we talked about before of, you know, oh, I put it into the Van Eck or well, not the Van Eck, the whatever, you get 7% a year. Yeah. You know, and it doubles after that. 
but that's what people are going to do and that's where they're at that's what they've been taught yeah but the change and where the money's going to be and people are going to be left behind is because this new and it might not be DeFi, but it's this new way of creating wealth that's going to be in the multiples not in the seven to ten percent yeah it's going to be in i got 40 50 60 percent on an annualized basis yeah that's that's what people and we're going to see this just hyper growth over however long time frame the roaring 20s yeah. right is it going to be another 20 years is it going to be 10 years and could it be sure and people won't see it and the people that are going to be left behind are the ones that are sitting in their 401k of seven yeah. percent right and people are like well i still got seven percent growth you did but everywhere else was getting 20 30 40 50 percent growth and the the dollar itself, so your dollar power, if it does that, everything else goes up 50%. That dollar that I showed you that was 80, yeah. the dollar value is going to go down even further. And exactly. so your 7% growth is not even worth being sitting in there, and you're sitting way behind the curve. You're not pacing inflation. It's like trying to pay, buying a bond right now for a percent and a half type of growth. Uh, you, yeah. You're not, you're not yeah. with the current what bonds. they tell us. How do we even have bonds anymore? <laughs> like, I, uh, put it in a bank account. You get 0.5% bank yeah. account. It's like, uh, no, no, thank you. No. With it, all the technology out there, you have allied, right? You, yeah. You, any of them, Charles Schwab, Fidelity, they all have checking accounts with it. You can write your bills from your checking account. Yeah. Just transfer money. You sell your Apple stock, you know, yeah. buy it back again. Guess yeah. what? You know, you paid your bill. You know, uh, obviously there's some risk that comes to that, but that's my crazy thesis. That is a little bit. I mean, you know, it's is it at the cutting edge of, you know, when you start talking about those that mindset, um, you you look at the dot com boom and a lot of the investment books that, or at least the the few that I've read, talk about that dot com boom. And you had your people like Jim Cramer and and even those people during that time frame, that ninety eight, ninety nine, even in the first part of two thousand, that were talking about you just can't miss with right. with throw com. a dart. You could just nail it, and it would be one hundred, two hundred, three hundred percent type of growth and gain. Is that the type of mindset where, you, you know, if you're looking at uh, the product that is being produced by crypto, is that is that a potential downfall? And and if you're actively watching it, then obviously you're you're seeing where this stuff can can go and trend. Is that on the new coins? Is that on the you know your non BTC or your non ETH or your non uh, widely adopted coins right. or is it is it more indicative that hey you know this is good time good growth time and then we're gonna pull out or it's you you got to get out at a certain point in time it's to be seen maybe right right but it's something you always have to be vigilant on uh you know across all boards you have to be vigilant on everything you you know for myself personally I got too over uh, you know when the when the crash of last year happened uh, and everything seemed to go down um. It was a, an evaluation on, on my part looking at where am I currently allocated? What is my percentage in uh, your tech sector? What is your percentage in any other sector? And I was such a heavy tech sector invested person that it really took a hit. It, it, it can rebound really quick too in that regard, but it is something that if you were to look at being vigilant on the trad side, if you're looking at being vigilant on the on the crypto side, how would you look to be vigilant on the crypto side to protect on being over allocated in one certain sector? Or is it all just lumped as one sector type right, of thing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, fully, man. I think it's, uh, well, like you said, you have to be vigilant. Where are you at? What are you doing? Are you uh, Are you just 
watching the markets grow and you're just trying to maintain a pace with the market. I mean, as of right now, that could be really good. We'll see. I think we got some uh, fun times ahead of us this year, though. Well, certainly, and as you're talking about it, you're you're talking, and I'm outside the the know or in the realm of knowing exactly what's going on. But if I was to talk to you about uh, BTC versus uh, what you just mentioned on the DeFi or the what NFTs that are out there, oh yeah, yeah. and those are kind of emerging as well as in the hundred uh, percent crypto sphere that I can see, and I'm not fully knowledgeable on all the fronts in that regard but if if you were looking at diversifying within the within the crypto world would you look at having x amount in more of your um what do you call them boomer coins that you <laughs> you and uh, michael hill are, are kind of yeah uh do you do you have a certain amount allocated to that a certain amount allocated to your your DeFi? do you have a certain amount allocated to is the nft even a sector within the crypto world that you can look at diversifying the holdings within i think so uh and it's you don't have to own the nft to diversify into it but you can you know put yourself in the coins that provide nfts uh, i've been a, a big proponent of the gaming industry and nfts i feel like if you look at any any real industry that can capitalize on this it's the gaming industry and the reason is you have in-game purchases all the time all these games now are you don't just buy the game and that's it like back in the day we put yeah. super mario brothers you plug it in and you play yeah you know you, you either play the game for free or you buy it you know buy the game but either one of them they all have you know, downloadable packs that you get extra stuff with it. You get skins, you get this new gun, you get whatever quip that you want to go with it. There's a lot of different things that can go into it. Well, in the blockchain side, they're taking that and they're making those into NFTs, which allows the gamer now to own his game or her game. Yeah. And so when I play and I spend, whether I spend zero or, you know, a million dollars, doesn't matter. My time is worth it as well because you earn stuff throughout that time frame. Now, I've spent a thousand hours playing this game and I've built up this character to be this legendary character. Well, it actually has value that I can now transfer part or whole of whatever it is I've earned on that to earn my money back from the time that I played in it. It's a huge deal that's out there that I think gives the power back to the player and, um, you know, kind of takes it away from your bigger corporations and they'll get into it as well and they'll take their cut. But, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Gala games is I'm big, big yeah. into Gala. I love, I love the team. You know, I've talked with the team there a lot, and uh, I love what they're doing. The amount of games they have coming out. They just had a Galacon, um, lot not this last weekend, but the weekend before that, where they talked about all their stuff that's coming out. They have uh, their node system. They're selling like crazy. Their nodes are, and that's how a lot of these NFTs are dropped out. They're dropped into these node owners, mm -hmm. which then can distribute it into the marketplace for play. Uh, and then they have. Um, they have eight games on the docket. They have Townstar, which is out now, which is like Farmville. Yeah. Uh, and Farmville is was one of the largest played games in the world. Uh, so talking to Mike McCarthy, he was telling me, he's like, look, Farmville was, he was one of the developers of Farmville too, that uh, it's a transcending game across all markets because everybody knows that you have to farm something to make food, you know, or, yeah. you know, bring, you, you know, m milk to make butter and the bread, and, you know, all this kind of stuff that flows in together, it just transcends all markets. So everybody in every country can play this game. So he's like that, that game's huge. Like he, he's full belief that, that game's going to be the biggest game on their platform yeah. because that 
just that ability that it transcends there. And, you know, he was giving me the metrics from Farmville and Farmfield 2, and there was another company that came out with a similar one. I can't remember what it was called. But it was billions of players, billions yeah. of players. They have a big MMORPG game, multi-something OR. It's not my type of game. It's like a World of Warcraft type oh, of game. Dota type. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Something like that where you live in this world and he's like, he's like, I want it to be, you know, ready player one type of situation. Wow. Like he's like, that's my vision of how he wants to bring this out. And they dropped some of the videos that were out on there. Uh, if I had them up, I'd pull them up in here too. Maybe I can find them under Twitter or something along those lines. Uh, but they had uh, some pretty amazing this. So this is just kind of a quick look at Townstar there. Um, so it's Mirandus is that next game that's big. That's yeah. that, And that one won't be released until the end of the year. It's just so big, like the immersion of that world that goes into it. And then you have uh, they're coming out uh, with a tower defense game. Oh, cool. Those are some of my favorites. Right? It's like I was talking, and it's been on the Discord. I'm like, look, if you come out of the tower defense game, you're going to take all my gala. Like, I'll spend all my gala on everything that's there because that's the game that I would play. And I think a crap ton of people do, too. So they're not only just bringing these games out, but they have insane, like, great developers. Here's the – it's called Fortified. Here's the – Here's the tower defense game. So oh, yeah. the graphics that they have coming into it, just the the usability. I mean, they have some really, really good developers. They've made some really good hires just recently that are um, like top notch uh, that are coming in there to help uh, create these games. Uh, so here's a little screenshot of Mirandis. Uh, this was a there was a video that they played through the GalaCon. You can get all this stuff if you go onto their Go Gala games. Check it out. You can see a lot of their the stuff on this. So they had a full video of the immersion of it. It just it looks freaking cool. So, well, that's um, exciting that you're kind of on the the inner realm or just on the cutting edge. And and it sounds like crypto kind of gives you a lot of that inner realm knowledge on on what's new and emerging in in the overall differing spheres of. I mean, you have your games, you have your your DeFi, yeah, 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 and then you just have your traditional or what would you even classify BTC or ethereum as your boomer coins or are they just more the standard they're bearer? standard yeah standard bearer and so yeah. the boomer coins would be like what your doge and your the doge is like that's your grandpa coin man doge has been around <laughs> for a long time but it's got uh, doge has mark cuban on board man like yeah. mark cuban he's you know he wants he's gonna let the mavericks you know the uh, they're gonna be able to buy, buy tickets with doge yeah. uh they have i mean d- boomer coins i would look at um I really need uh, Michael in here. He's yeah. he's he's a boomer expert. Um, but is that something that EOS? You, uh, I'll get you some. Well, but I, I mean, is that something that when you're looking, or if like an outsider were looking at diversifying the overall holdings? If I was looking at diversifying my holdings, obviously I'm in the trad market or in the legacy market. I'm 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 heavy tech, but I'm not overloaded in tech like I, what I used to be. Right. Now it's more of a balanced approach or a little bit more balanced than where I was. I could still be more balanced, I know, personally. Is that something that in the uh, crypto sphere or in the crypto world that people are starting to look at the investment grades of all their different coins, but then also where are you allocated within these individual coins? Is it more of the... I guess legacy coins of your BTC and your and your Ethereum. What percentage do you have in that? What's more of the uh, DeFi? What's more of the NFT? What's more of the emerging? What's more of the so you know each yeah. one of those classifications. And I and if you look at um, 
I don't have a boomer coin index for myself. Um, I don't even think I own, although I just bought, I don't know if FET would be considered a boomer coin. It might be. Um, it's been around for a while. Let me look it up here. Uh, let's see. FET. Yeah. We'll call this one a boomer coin. Eh, no. 2019. Nah. Not far enough they, back. They have to be 2017, early 2018 to have come in. Well, they got to so, go through the BTC crash, right, in order exactly. for it to be considered. Right, the big it had had to be around for the big the big uptick. So, uh, engine, um, definitely. This one's you know early 2018. Engine yeah. is actually a uh, gaming company coin. So, this is a this one's obviously had a rip that's coming through there. I personally am he- heavier in Bitcoin. Um, I think I'm about 40 percent Bitcoin. Uh, I'm really heavy gala, but that's only because I got them really early and it's gone, had a run up. So yeah. I have a lot of gala. Um, plus I'm super bullish in gala. I mean, I just made a big purchase, uh, recently just adding to the holdings. Um, and then I have a DeFi. uh, you know, I have some Ethereum. Uh, I just recently bought some BNB, which is Binance. Uh, that's their coin. And I'm excited about them because they have, Binance Smart Chain. A lot of stuff is moving to Binance Smart Chain to run all your DeFi protocols and NFTs and stuff like that. Because right now it's tough to make a transaction on uh, Ethereum. It's like twenty bucks plus, you know, on average right now. When it used to be in the low dollars, even into the cents, sometimes if you know on a low, when there's not a lot of traffic, back in the day, it's unsustainable. Now they have stuff that's supposed to be coming out later this year that's going to help with that. But I think in the meantime, you see. Uh, some of these, in quotations, Ethereum killers that are going to come out, you know, Binance Smart Chain um, taking away some of the market, ADA, uh, DOT, uh, a lot of these other Ethereum pro- type protocols that a lot of other uh, new coins and systems are being built on. Uh, really big in DeFi. I have a whole DeFi, you know, portfolio that I have built out um, inside that. I think that's probably, you know, 20% of my overall holdings. So. You yeah. got exposure across the board then. If you yeah, were to bit. break if you were to break it down, you'd probably say, Oh, I'm you you know, this amount in the legacy or, you know, your BTC Ethereum and then you got your DeFi, you got your um how would you classify the Gala coin? Would that be in the NFT zone? I would, or would it's, it? Oh, it's hundred percent NFT zone. They don't get the the marketability. They don't uh, apparently in the crypto world you gotta pay for a lot of articles and like your mainstream um crypto newsletter type of places that come out there. They want you to pay for their their uh, write ups. No, yeah. they're just not paying for it. They're just that's one of the thing I like about them too is they're all natural. All the volume is like natural volume from the stuff that they're doing and the, um, um you know, kind of deals they're making with other people, like other um, collaborations. Nice. And Splinterlands, and uh, they're getting get onto the Flare 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 Network with uh, it's an XRP spinoff. Anyways. So I, I would consider them a uh, gaming, but you're getting exposure to the NFT world as well in the gaming side. Yeah, there's so many different other NFTs that are out there. I may personally buy some garbage pail kid NFTs. It's a real thing. I'm not. Yes, uh, let me pull it up here. Well, garbage pail kids, those were uh, quite the thing back when we were. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so garbage pail kid NFTs, my friend, is oh awesome. Legit. <laughs> it's the one. I love Garbage Pail Kids, man. I, I, I was keeping myself from like really looking at like buying Garbage Pail or uh, NFTs in general outside. Of, I really like the gaming side, but man, I found Garbage Pail Kids. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> I don't know why because they have no like you. I mean, it's 
that's the weird part. It's like you have these cards, right? It's just like in real life, you have a card. Yeah. It's like, oh, neat what it is, but it's just digital, right? Yeah. So, and they have limited, you have your commons, your uncommons, your rares, your super rares. So, so they have limited amounts for certain ones. And I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's funny. And I think NFTs right now are, I feel like they've topped out and peaked in a sense of like, it's gotten nuts. It's gotten yeah. crazy. Is but, it not? Is it at the scale of what, like Beanie Babies, or uh, you yes. know, because that was kind of a huge yes. market for a while, uh, you know, back yeah. in physical stuff that you could uh, trade back in the nineties. Uh, Taco Bell made an NFT today. Oh, so if that's not telling you that we're like top things <laughs> in the NFT world, I don't know what is. Yeah. Right. So once Taco Bell gets into the game and they start making their own NFT, I mean. It did it jump the shark yet, or is yeah. it really close? Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe when Lindsay Lohan makes her own <laughs> NFT, maybe that's the key. I, I don't know. I, you know, when you when you start seeing old people buy it, like old people like us, right? Exactly. I, I don't know the word. So the, I'll hand. let everybody know the day I buy <laughs> the actual garbage pail kids, uh, then you'll know. It's you know time that. to sell everything. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think this, I think you have um, uh, the NBA top shots has been huge. Yeah, I saw like what 3.7 million for like a LeBron James oh, or something dude. like that. It's it, a it's a great idea. Like they're yeah. taking snippets of it. But again, there's there's a point where it's like, what do you do with it? Right. Mm-hmm. Art's kind of cool. OK, I can do art like maybe you, you know, on your TV, you, you're throwing up your special art collection that you have, you know, in your room or you have some other things where you can display it and show what's out there, you know, and you have, there's, you know, authenticity with the NFTs of, you know, what's the rarity of it. And yeah. you can do physical NFTs too. So you can, you know, you know, uh, make your coffee cup over there. It's, yeah. a, you know, make it into a physical NFT and it's only one of one, right? Yeah. Who's going to buy it? Nobody. But there are some use cases with other things out there that could possibly be there. Um, so there's, again, it's really new. It's almost like when I was talking about the DeFi stuff early yeah. on, it's so new and so kind of clunky and weird. And where does it fall? There's some real use cases, but it's so damn early. It's like the pet food online. Oh, I'm yeah. going to sell books. I'm Amazon. I'm selling books online. Yeah. Well, guess what? That pet food store, I can't remember what it was, it, or the online pet food store, it's pets, whatever it was. Yeah. It, it went away. Yeah. It was nothing. But now we have Chewy, you know, Amazon. Sure. They sell books now, but they also sell everything else in the world. Yeah. So, it took a big, big crash from the or for yeah. them to realize that they need to reassess yeah. what their overall business model was. And maybe that's the case here is that some of these things are going to go up really big. It's going to blow up really big. It's going to have a crash. And then you'll find the actual use case for it at some point in time. Is it going to happen rapidly? Is it going to take a little bit of time? Who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah, but it Who is knows? something like you said. I mean, you just got to be vigilant on on the entire process of everything. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, you can't be too, I guess, too over exuberant in uh, in what you're thinking or where things are going based off of, um, you know, your investment level. Your your investment level shouldn't be at the entire at the top of the market. Uh, if there's anything that anybody has learned along the way, it's you never buy at the top. I I want to think you always wait for that pullback, you know, mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah. Except in a bull market, it's tough in a bull market. If you were to ask me, Hey, I'm going to buy at the exact top of, 
uh, February 17th, let's say, of this year. Right. I, I was not a buyer at that point in time, but that's my mindset is that I'm not buying on a, on an exact all-time high day. Which you shouldn't because you're also a longer term. When I say that, yeah. so Jeremy, it's more than a month. We're talking <laughs> long term. Before <laughs> he's going to sell anything. like you, So, yeah, don't buy on the very tippy top. Me, I'm different. Like I've made a good amount of money longing the tops i mean i was long before them too but you know in margin trades i was buying tops all day going up all the way up until this you know the 50k mark you know and i'm long now from about 47 46 ish overall is my entries right now so but i'll i'll 100 add to it once we get to that 58 you know 56 58 mark and we start to see some consolidation at the top below the the top i'm gonna add to that because I feel we're going to be going to 70k. But again, if it I'll also through, sell it, yeah. Once we like that long, like my spot, I'm just holding on for a long time, but that And you're long when you talk about that, you're talking about uh margin and you're also yes. talking about um for month long month long time frame. Right, cuz you can only in the US you can only actually have a margin trade open for 30 days. Yeah. So, I have it, you know, in with the crypto markets, it's, you know, I'll be sitting in it should hit pretty close for my original buys in, which I, when I think we're going to get close to that that next uh, top part. Um, but either way we look at it, I'll be taking taking some profits down the road. So. Yeah. But yeah, and it's it's trading in and out of it. And I'm I'm not a uh, Binance or uh, um, um, I can't even think of the name of them now. But I'm not 100x leveraging anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, my margin trades are about 20% at the high of my overall holdings in the account. Total. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm I'm safe in, yeah. in that sense. I'm not. I can't. I can't get liquidated. So, yeah. And you don't want to get liquidated. Hell so. no. So. <laughs> it's no fun. Well, I think we talked about a lot of things, man. We got some uh, fun stuff out there. Um, you know, hopefully the winter storms are behind us and we can make this another regular thing again. And that'd be nice. I, I know that for the five listeners that are out there, they're probably we have seven, dude. Okay. Seven, seven. lifts listeners. <laughs> Total. I, I think it's, uh, you know, our little discussions on talking on the variety of different things. I know that more people are probably interested in the crypto world than, uh, than yeah. are not. So I think uh, we got a new one on the discord old S Bart. you know, him from, uh, back in our old HBW days. Oh yeah. He, uh, he was excited about us get our podcast back on. I didn't know he was listening. And he texted me, and I was like, "Hey, man, no, cool. We got it coming on. I just got to figure some things out. We had a few uh, hiccups going on, but we're there. We got a few people out there, and he's a legacy guy. Oh, so that's good. And there's only a few of us, so I think it's uh, me and the and then Scotts now. So <laughs> <laughs> the two Scotts. So now nah, you got Brian. Uh, you know, uh, he's on there, or what is this big, big teeth? I can't remember. He's got a funny name in the Discord, but he's. He's legacy. He's, I don't think he has any uh, crypto exposure. No exposure. No, but he's big biotech. You know, he works in the yeah. medical industry, so he's got big biotech. Uh, you know, and the and the that kind of stuff. So there's there's quite a few in there. Yeah. We're good. Spread it out. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Peace out. It was fun. <laughs>